It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill, Kirk Elliott sitting in with us as he does each and every Friday. And uh, Kirk, how you doing today, bud? You doing all right? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's little, a little cold out there. Little chilly that time outside. Of the year. Yeah, yeah. What was it when you came in? About thirty degrees. Thirty degrees. Yeah. And I think the average temperature this time of year is about fifty nine. Well, it is getting the middle of November. It is. It does get uh, get a little chilly about this time of the year. Kirk, you know, I this is mostly motorsports, so we like to talk a little off topic a little bit. Um, uh, I want to start off the show today by talking about the passing of Gallagher. Yeah, I heard about that. 76 years old, he passed away. He was one of the funniest guys I've ever seen. Yeah, no doubt about it. Smashing watermelons yeah. with this big hammer. And his comedy was timeless. Right. It was just funny stuff that would play well in any generation at any point in history. You know, he'd had some health issues um, since about 2014. Had a, several heart attacks. Um, he was in hospice when he passed away. So um, it's kind of sad to hear about when you when you grow up watching these comedians. Who was the funniest comedian you ever witnessed? Well, he was certainly one of them. Yeah. He ranks right up there as one of the funniest I've ever seen. Who do you Richard think? Pryor was funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. Loved, loved his stuff. Uh, I don't know. There's. Uh, I'd have to think about it a little bit. Like Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah. He's one of the yeah. funniest guys, right? Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And he's still with us, yeah. thank God. No. Yeah, uh, no doubt. But, y you know, uh, there's just been a lot of great comedians down through the years. Steve Martin was always funny to me. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Steve Martin was one of the funniest guys ever. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And he, and he, like Gallagher, would do stuff that would be funny. It's not as much topical, just funny stuff. Right. A hundred years ago, people would be laughing at, you know. Yeah. It's just uh, a great gift. Comedy is such a great gift and talent to make people laugh. It's got to be the hardest thing to do. You can make people laugh, Kurt. Yeah, but I don't try to make people laugh. When you <laughs> when you don't try to make people laugh, you make people laugh. That that's not a real talent. Yeah, it's these comedians that stand up there and do that for a living, and uh, yeah, I think it's just such a such a special gift when you're a comedian and you're as good as Gallagher was, or some yeah. of the other great comedians. But he was right up there amongst the very best I've ever seen. Bob Hope. Was he one of the funny? Yeah, I, he was more scripted, yeah. more canned. I, I'm not sure I would really rank him as right up among the best. Uh, I, you know, Bob Hope was such a great uh, presence through, hell, he lived to be 100 years old. Right. Uh, but these guys that are unique, you know, that that do comedy in such a different way, yeah, are the ones that rank up towards the top for me. And uh, Gallagher uh, was definitely one of those, no doubt about it. He, he he was one of the funniest guys ever. 
passing away at the age of 76. You know, it, it's so funny, isn't it? Uh, we were just talking about the, the guitar player for uh, Alabama who just yeah. passed away. Yeah, right? I'm real saddened about that. I was a huge fan of Alabama. Uh-huh. And uh, I know Randy Owen had gone through some health issues over the years, but I never thought about Jeff Cook. I guess, and I didn't know this, he uh, had Parkinson's disease. They diagnosed that about a decade yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, but he was one of the founding members of the group Alabama and always a large presence for Alabama. I saw them many times in concert. And Didn't we see them down at the State Fair one year? I, I don't know if I saw them there. I did. I I think I saw him down there at the State Fair one year. I think I might have been. To, I've been to so many Alabama concerts. I can't remember where they're all where they all were, but uh, he uh, Jeff Cook was uh, a major presence in that band, along with Randy Owen and Teddy Gentry. And yeah, he'll be missed. Played no the guitar and played the fiddle. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. Alabama was. Uh, was as big as anything could be in country music in the late 70s and early 80s. No doubt about it. And all the way through the 80s into the early 90s, they were a major presence in country music. Did you watch the CMA Awards the I other did. day? Yeah. What did you think I of I thought that? it was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, another fan of mine, Patty Loveless, I thought was the highlight of the night. Man, her and Chris Stapleton... That was a that was huge a, performance. That was. That was big. And uh, I haven't seen Patty Loveless in 20 years, probably. I know she retired from performing, but to see her out there on stage the other night, I thought that was awesome. And a great uh, tribute to Alan Jackson, who's gone through some medical issues. Uh, we missed him here in Kansas City when they called that concert off at the last minute because of COVID-19. They haven't rescheduled it, by the way, but uh, great tribute for Alan Jackson let, let me, the other night. Let me say this, Kurt. Alan Jackson is not aging very well. Well, he's got this uh, neurological uh, disease that he's been going through that uh, he's been dealing with for about 10 years or so. And, uh, yeah, he looked like he was struggling a little bit the yeah, other night. Yeah, he, he, he just hasn't aged very well. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, uh, he's only 64 years old. He's your age, Kurt. Well, how old are you? So, I'm 66. I think he's 66. about 64, five years. No, old, he's 64. Like I yeah. looked it up the other night. Uh, so that was that was great tribute, and they opened up the show with the great tribute to Loretta Lynn, who mm. we'd lost yeah. here uh, a few weeks ago. I thought that was very well done. Yeah, and no uh, a lot of great performances on there. The other, what do you think about entertainment uh, entertainer of the year, Luke Combs, winning that deal? Second year in a row for Luke Combs. Yeah, yeah I thought he was probably the the main guy for that. I was a little surprised that the female artist of the year, Lainey Wilson, was given that award. I've ne- never heard of her. I'm not as familiar with her either. Have you heard of her? I'd heard of her, but I'm not real familiar with her music. She was also the newcomer of the year and also won the uh, female vocalist of the year. So, And then Chris Stapleton went in the vocalist and, of the year. And I, I don't know if cool. you know this, Kirk, but she's the first person to do that since Carrie Underwood did it. Back yeah. in the day, boy, that's some Carrie Underwood per- won uh, uh, the new artist of the year and, and female vocal, yeah, vocalist. And of she the got year. famous uh, because of American Idol. Oh uh, yeah, no doubt. That's where she got famous. But Carrie Underwood, she's still out there doing it though. Yeah, what what you think about uh, Chris Stapleton getting male vocalist of the year? Yeah, I thought that was 
I'm a big fan of Chris Staple. and oh, saw yeah. him in concert with uh, George Strait out here at Arrowhead. You did? Back in July. Was he put good? On a great, yeah, put on a great show. Yeah. And, hey, uh, another big highlight. You and I uh, saw that Marcus King in concert here six months ago right. down here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to see him on stage there doing that bit with uh, Zach Brown Band, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, the only thing I didn't like about that is that uh, I, I think that Marcus King is a heck of a singer. Yeah. Right? And he didn't sing. All he did was play the guitar. He's pretty good at that. <laughs> He's pretty good at playing <laughs> that guitar. He he kind of ripped it up pretty good there, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, was, that was a big highlight for me the other night. So, yeah, I enjoyed watching that show. I think uh, – Chris Stapleton and Marcus King are kind of on the same platform a little bit. Yeah, matter of fact, when you and I went down and saw Marcus King perform, we kind of compared him a little bit to Chris Stapleton in the terms of demeanor on stage and just how Marcus he Marcus King himself. is a better guitar player. Uh, Chris Stapleton's a better singer. Yeah. And Chris Stapleton's a pretty damn good guitar player, too. So Yeah, but Marcus King is... Exceptional. Yeah, he's exceptional. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, uh, it was, it was a great show. Yeah. So, um, who, who was your favorite artist on the CMA Awards the other night? Patty Loveless. That was it. That was my favorite. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of course, I was a big fan of hers way back in the day. I've got most of her albums, and so I, I was a huge fan of hers back in the day. One of the great concerts I ever saw in my life was Patty Loveless and Vince Gill out at Sandstone Amphitheater back in the early 90s. Maybe the, one of the best uh, concerts I'd ever seen. Uh, Kirk, uh, Old Dominion won the vocal group of the year, uh, beating uh, Lady A, Big Town, uh, Little Big Town, Midland, and Zach Brown Band. Old Dominion's been around a long time, haven't they? Yeah, they. I, I'm not a huge fan of Old Dominion, but yeah. they... Uh, They've been a presence now for quite some time. I saw Little Big Town with uh, Chris Stapleton and George Strait at Arrowhead here uh, a couple months back. So I saw them. They they don't put on a you, pretty good show. You know show. what people don't know about you, Kirk? And, and, and to be honest with you, you go to concerts by yourself Yeah, quite often, don't I you? I do. And you do that because you buy single tickets and you get really good seats. I want if I, When I go to a concert, I want a good seat. Right. Okay, I don't want to be up there in the nosebleed somewhere. I that's want to get down close. That's where we were at up there when we saw Marcus and I'm, King. And I'm if I'm with people, hey, we'll meet up and talk about it after the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt about it. So, I, you know, I don't talk and socialize with people when the concert's going on. So uh, that's the way I am. Yeah. I think Todd surprises the same way. All right. Um, I, I, I got to talk to Todd uh, tomorrow on the show. I don't know if you know who John Five is, but he is going to be the new guitar player for Motley Crue. Really? I'm, I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, right. He, he's an exceptional guitar player, so we'll talk about that a little bit with Todd tomorrow on Track Talk. Um, Kirk, last night, Las Vegas, uh, it looked like Bobby Pierce was on his way to victory, just pounding the cushion nonstop. And he he led that race for the most part. I mean, um, Shane Clanton led the first few laps, but Bobby Pierce was really ripping the fence, getting around there, and it all backfired on him in the end, didn't it? Yeah, that's what I love about Bobby Pierce. He's all out. He When he goes out there, he lets it rip. And he had such a big lead in that race. 
that I'm thinking, okay, he's really abusing that right rear tire, and the track started to take on a little bit of rubber. Right. But he didn't try to save that car at all, and he drove it to the bitter end, which uh, was about three laps short. Right, three laps short, and he right ended up run, he ended up running ninth. Yeah, yeah. Shane Clanton, though, he had to bat, he had to fend off Tim McCready to uh, win that race, and that track took on a little bit of rubber up on the high side, and yep. it was re- very hard for McCready to try to get around Clanton there. What What did you see in that race, Austin? What did you think about that race? Do you think Bobby Pierce just abused that right rear a little too much? He had that big giant lead. I don't know why somebody didn't try to tell him that he had a big giant lead and try to preserve his right rear tire a little bit. What do you think? I don't think Bobby looks past uh, the hood, the rock screen of his car, <laughs> uh, and doesn't look at Bob in the infield with the sticks or if they had sticks out. So, uh, not surprised that it went down. Uh, just disappointed in the track prep that you know were, were it rubbered up, it rubbered up, and it, and and we had an issue like that, but. Vegas is known for that, and that's what they get for scheduling races out there, and it's just something you got to deal with. And, um, you know, it's it's a nice facility that it would it would be a waste to see it go away, like Texas, but, you know, we're seeing a trend here with all the SMI-owned tracks, uh, Charlotte, Texas, They're and, all and Vegas. They all suck. Um, I, I don't know if it's just uh, they're really good at picking soils that – are not conducive to, to good dirt track racing. Um, it always works when they put pavement on top of it. So uh, I don't I don't know what what they can do to make it better. I know they they've spent a lot of time and effort, uh, you know, bringing in different track crews to make it make it work. And it's just it's just never been never been great. Part right. of the problem is they don't race on these tracks that often. Plus, it's yeah. freezing cold out there at this yeah. time of year too. Yeah, how cool did it get out there last night? Well, all I know much of a crowd in the stands. Well, all I can tell you is is that most of the people that I saw that were they were wearing jackets, hoodies, hats. It was pretty cold out there. If you remember right, Kirk, uh, we did a live broadcast out there, an audio broadcast back in the day, and um, I believe Rob Klepper was the announcer for us back then. This was before Brian Hobart. And it was colder than snot out there that year, too. It was just cold as could be. 2010, 11, somewhere in there? It, I think it had to be about 2010 because I think Brian Holbert started with us in 2011. I went to a World of Outlaw race at that track one time. Went was out it there cold? in uh, March of 2002. It was the same weekend they had the cup race out there. And uh, I don't remember it being cold that night. Hmm. But uh, they had a huge crowd. I remember that. Yeah. And the track was in fairly decent shape, as I recall. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but uh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So uh, Bobby Pierce ended up running ninth last night. Yeah. He was able just to just kind because of, it happened, what, less than three, three laps three to, go, to go, so he just kind of limped it on around right. to the finish. Yeah. He had the fast car, no doubt about that. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um what Austin, where did you see the rubber being laid down at? Was it, do you think it was at the top or do you think it was kind of in a, a little bit lower down a little bit off the off the corner a little bit? What did you see? Uh, most places you could tell when it lays rubber it you know either it turns dull. dark 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 bra- uh, dark black or kind of like a gray 
chocolatey color. Uh, and I didn't see that. Maybe it was because of, of you know, watching through a live stream broadcast that you, you couldn't see the coloring in the track. Um, but if you notice, the last couple laps when Bobby's right rear tire is down and he runs the bottom, um, you know, even though the tire's down, so it will affect the ride height. But the car got so tight, um, you know, when he was on the bottom. So, you know, yes, with the tire down, it's going to cause that issue too. But it it, it wasn't that extreme uh, when he was laying above it. So, uh, you know, just looking at the attitude of his car, it, it showed that it was on the bottom. Uh, and we saw a run that, uh, you know, Shane got on him. Uh, even though he was at half pace, uh, he still was able to make, you know, good speed on him on the bottom. And, and continue to drive away with everybody else. You know, Pierce wasn't the only guy that had troubles. He only had 14 out of the 24 cars that started that finished the race. Oh, really? I didn't count that I'm up. just looking at the uh, final rundown here. 14 cars only finished. Yep. Wow. Who was the last car? Uh, you had uh, Ross Robinson, the first D DNF. Uh, 14th uh, finisher was Steve Stoltz? Stoltz? I'm not familiar with him. I'm not familiar with him either. Chase Youngans, he didn't finish. Kyle Strickler was another DNF. And I'm just looking down through the rest of this. Um, Jimmy Owens was Jim, a D, Jimmy Owens was a DNF as he well. Was the, he was the first car. Yeah. He brought out the first yellow. Yeah. Early in the race. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, well, I I don't know what SMI needs to do to make these tracks a little bit better. Bring in better dirt somewhere. They can afford it. Can't, but do they want to afford it, though? That's the question. I don't know, but they spent a lot of money on these facilities. They're beautiful facilities, all well, these places. They are nice. You need to have the racetrack to match it. But I think a big issue is when you don't race on these racetracks all yeah. that often, yeah. it's hard to keep up with them. Yeah. And they just sit there in the sun, sun out there in the desert and just bake. You know, unless you're working these tracks all the time and having events on them, they're not going to be as good as they can be. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, why don't we take a break when we come back. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the world of outlaws, and I want to kind of go over some of the, the stats and, and talk about average finishes and whatnot. We're going to talk about that here on Mostly Motorsports when we come back. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be back with more of Mostly Motorsports in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. 
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway, Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay in play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Kirk Elliott hanging out with us right now. Kirk. So, I don't know if you know, but 
The World of Outlaws, you know, they typically run about 90 races a year. But this year, they only ran 74 races this year. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't remember them having that many rainouts this year. So no. the schedule, I think, has been pared back more. You don't see as many midweek shows as you used to back in the old days. Most yeah. of the racing for the Outlaws was always on the weekends. I mean, right. there were a few midweek shows, but not as many as what we saw 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so we, we know that Brad Sweet, he picked up his, his fourth championship. What do you think his average finish was for the year, Kurt? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure it's in the article there. I didn't take a look at it, but if I had to guess, uh, fifth? 5.87. That was pretty close. 5.87. That's what he did last year. I think that's about what he did last year, wasn't it, Austin? And he had five wins. Right, five wins for the year. To For 74 races, to average... Fifth place. That's pretty impressive, isn't it, Austin? Yeah, I don't want you to have one DNF all year long. Right, right. That was uh that's the night that he had the rear end, right? Yes. The other time where he almost had a DNF was at Houston Speedway when he had a terrible wreck up there. They were able to get that car back in, get it fixed, and get it back out on the racetrack. That was the only other close call of a DNF the whole season. Brad Sweet is the only driver to average fifth. Uh, That's why he's the champion. David Gravel averaged 6.03. Carson Macedo, a 6.67. Donnie Schatz, a 7.52. And Sheldon, he averaged an eighth place finish for the year. How many DNFs did Gravel have? I don't know that off the top have... of my head. Would you know that off the top of your head, Austin? How many DNFs Gravel had know. for the year? Hold on. Maybe I can find that in our in our stats here. I haven't looked through the uh, information there to see what that was. But I, it seems to me like he had a couple of them that didn't go his way. Who, who led the most amount of laps for the year? Uh, again, without, uh, seeing the stats on that, I am going to say that it was, it wasn't David Gravel. I'm going to say it was Carson Macedo. No. Sheldon Hoddenshield? No. Brad Sweet. Brad Sweet led the most laps. He met, led the most laps with 320 laps. Really? Yeah. Uh, Carson Macedo was second. With 314 laps, David Gravel was third with 216 laps, and Sheldon was he was uh, fourth with uh, 189 laps. I would have not have expected that, that Sweet would be the leader in laps led. You know, I wouldn't have either. Would you have thought that uh, Sweet would have led the most amount of laps, Austin? No. No. Who, would you, have, who would you have guessed? Either Carson or Logan Schuhart. Yeah. Who do you think had the most amount of podiums for the year? David Gravel. Austin. Shuhart. Carson. Macedo. It was Car- Carson. Okay. That makes sense. 
26 podiums Carson Macedo had. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. Brad Sweet was second with 24. David Gravel was third with 20. Sheldon. Uh, there, there, there's a pattern here, isn't there? Sheldon, again, um, he was fourth with 18 podium finishes. And Sheldon's uh, latter part of the season wasn't nearly as good as what he started off with, it seemed. We didn't just we didn't hear much about Sheldon Hoddenshield in the that latter two, three months of the season, did we not? No. His performance just wasn't quite as good as it was early in the season. What would be the worst category that you that you would not want to be the leader in? Would it be the last chance qualifier, last chance showdowns? Wouldn't that be the the one? How many how many last chance showdown races did you make? Or how many did you win? How many yeah. last chance showdowns? Who do you think won the most last chance showdowns for the year? Jacob Allen. Who do you think, Kurt? Uh, Carson Macedo. Logan Schuhart. Logan Schuhart. There yeah, you go. Yeah. That's not a category you want to lead lead in, right? Last chance showdowns? No. No. That, that means you just haven't... Uh, Oh, I was confused. The last chance, that's the B main. <laughs> I was thinking uh, the dash, not last chance showed. I was confused. All right. The B, the B mains. Yeah, Logan Schuart. That makes sense that he'd be the leader of those. Yeah. Um, who won the most? Uh, first of all, who was the, the leader in winning the dashes? Who do you think? Uh, there, there again, I, I would say uh, Carson Macedo. Austin? Uh, gravel. See, I, I, I think we're... I, I, I don't think we pay enough attention. Brad Sweet. He won 45 dash races. Which means you're starting on the pole in 45 features, but yet he only won five of those. What you, uh, right? No, no. Uh, on the dash of Brad Sweet, it says 45 next to it. That his. he won or made? It, it says dash apps. Dash appearances. Dash he appearances. Made okay. Dashes. He didn't win 45. He made he, them. He, uh, he just made 45. That's and it. that's out of 75 races, you say? Out of 74 races. You'd think, th and that's about half? You'd think it'd be a bigger percentage than that, that Brad Sweet would make the dash. David Gravel was second with 43. Carson Macedo, 43. Baston, 32. Shots, 29. So appearances, not the number of dashes he won. That's it. Yeah. Appearances. And I would have thought it would be more than that. 45 out of 75 races? Yeah. I would have thought it would have been a better percentage than that. All right. So let's let's break it down now to quick time. Who who had the most quick times this year for the, the year? I, I think most people would have a good idea who that gravel. would be. Gravel. You think gravel was the who do you think, Kurt? 
Um, Logan Schuart. Carson Macedo. Carson Macedo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He had 11 quick times. Brad Sweet had eight. Gravel had eight. Sheldon had six. And uh, how many did Schuart have? He was down the line, wasn't he? Shuhart had two. That was a bad guess on my part, wasn't it? It was. That was not a very good <laughs> guess on your part, Kurt. Um, who had the most heat race wins for the year? Any guesses? Brad Sweet. <laughs> You're going with Brad, aren't you? Austin? Uh, I don't know. Shuhart? David Gravel, 27 heat wins. Carson Macedo was second with 23. Sweet was third with 20. Allen, 19. Shuhart, 16. McFadden, 16. So, there you have it. I don't know. It's kind of interesting when you sit there and you break it down. Um... And if you're finishing the top two of your heat race, that means you make the dash. Isn't that normally what it is? Top two make the dash out of the heat races? Yeah. Uh, who do you think had the most hard chargers for the year? Jacob Allen. Logan Schuart. <laughs> well, it was Sheldon. Sheldon Hodgeshield. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll buy that. He had 11 hard chargers. Shuhart had nine, Shots had four, Gas had four, Gravel had three, Macedo had three, McFadden had three, Baston had two, Allen had two, and Zierfost had two as well. Are, are, are you guys surprised at any of these? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'm surprised that... Uh, Brad Sweet, what was that one stat that you had earlier that he had? Uh, I forgot which that was. The heat heat race wins, or no? It was uh, appearances into the uh, fast dash. That was a little surprising. So figured it'd be more than that. This is an interesting stat to me. The average starting spot for the year. Who would you put? Who would you put at the top of that list? Average start where they started in the feature. The best average start. Average start. Best average start. Who do you think that is? Brad Sweet. You're right. Austin, would you have said Brad Sweet on that one as well? Because it, 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 listen, the average finish kind of correlates with the average start. Yeah, right? I mean, Austin preaches about this all the time. The better starting spot you're going to get up front, the better you're going to do. Right. He's the champion, and he had five wins this year, and uh, the number of times he started up front helps him get to where he ended up in the championship run. Mm -hmm. You get If you don't start up front, you're not going to have a very good chance of finishing up front a lot of times. So uh, I'm sitting here looking at these top five finishes. Who had the most top five finishes for the year? It's obviously that's Brad Sweet, right? 
Um, he had 41 top fives. But who would you guess to have the most amount of top tens for the year? Brad Sweet. Donnie. David Gravel. 60 top tens. Brad Sweet had 59. Carson Macedo had 55. Donnie Schatz had 55. Sheldon had 50. Shootheart had 43. Baston had 40. McFadden had 39. Allen had 36. And Geo had uh, 28. Any surprises there? No, not really. The way the way you laid it all out, David Gravel had more top ten finishes than Brad Sweet, and I guess that's why he was as close as he was for the championship. In, ter- you- in terms of uh, starting up front and running up front, and the fewest amount of DNFs, Brad. That's how Brad Sweet won the championship. He only had one bad night where he didn't finish right. the race, and. That you know, that's the big part about winning these championships is you can't have DNS. And mm. they were able to keep that car on the racetrack for all of those races and start up front and finish up front for most of them, get the most top five finishes, five wins. That's not the leader, not even close to being the leader in number of wins this year, but starting up front and finishing up towards the front. And only one DNF. That was the ticket for Brad Sweet to win his fourth straight championship. Yeah. Uh, Tammy's chiming in. I wanna, I'm going to uh, talk about what she's talking about here a little bit. How many listeners subscribe to XR? I don't have a subscription of it. I watched the race after I come in here this morning. So yeah. I, I, I didn't I, see I, it live. I, I have subscribed to it because I yeah. want to listen I, I, I'm just about subscribed to everything. Um, she says, I only have flow and dirt vision and feel XR is out of sight, out of mind. They, do, they don't even show uh, next day highlights like flow and dirt vision. We, they do. Right. They do show. They don't show the whole race on that XR platform. They show the highlights of the feature race, but not the whole event, do they? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I think they do show the whole event, to be honest with you, because I, I watched the heat races a little bit earlier today. Okay. So. Um, they had 42 cars out there last night, right? Right, right. Um, so let's, uh, Kirk, they've got a race going on at Coca-Paul Speedway this weekend as well, don't they? That's an ASCS sanctioned race, Southwest region down there. Two nights of racing tonight and tomorrow night. You said they had a practice session out there last night? They had a practice session there last night. Um, I believe they had eight sprint cars down there, but they're going to have more tonight. Um, rumor has it that there's going to be some people coming down from Iowa. Tara McCarl's supposed to be down there as well. So um, I'm, I'm I'm going to guess that they'll probably have somewhere between 20 and 25 cars down there for that show. Yeah, and that's a kind of a destination place to go to this time of the year. Kind I of wish point. I was there right now. Got the casino down there. You you know that routine. Yeah. Down there at Coca-Paul Speedway, good place to go to. And 
hang out for the weekend. You you came down there and did I a did. broadcast with us once, didn't you? Yeah, I went down there. Was Todd about, with you? Uh, no, he didn't come with me on that trip. He was with me when we went to Tucson and did that first ever did live Did you fly down to, to Cocopa? I flew into Phoenix. Phoenix and then rented a car and drove from Phoenix to Yuma and spent the weekend down there with you. I think, uh, what, how long ago would that been? Ten years ago? Gosh, I can't, I can't even think how long ago yeah, that was. But you've been there several times since then. They had the season finale of the ASCS National Tour, and they had the banquet at the casino the day after the finale. And we did, that, we did that live, didn't we? Yeah, we streamed that live. Did we do that in audio, or was that video? Video. Did we? Yeah, I think so. I think we did do that. Yeah, we video. set up a TriCaster and the whole bit, and did that. Did I think we tore video. down our equipment over there at the yeah. racetrack and brought it over there to the to the casino on a Sunday afternoon. On a Sunday afternoon. Then one year, that year we went down there. I made another trip down there. They had a uh, season-ending banquet at some place out in the desert somewhere it was a that was a what was the name of that place that place was where they used to film western movies yeah that's it yeah i was with you for that event and we streamed that event too but i think that was just audio i I think buckley did the the mc work on that right didn't he yeah i think he did so i was out there with you on that trip yeah hmm that's kind of cool place to be for a weekend in mid-November. Kirk, you you weren't much into traveling up and down the road, were you? No, I I think I flew down there both times. Right <laughs> for those events. Did no, you? No, I didn't. I didn't do much traveling. Did with you, you ever and travel with me road. and Scotty? No. You never did. No. Nope. D- didn't you travel with Scotty? Didn't you go down to Scotty and I went together down to the Short Track Nationals one year while you were racing your truck down at North Wilkesboro. That was 2010, and no. by the way, Brad Sweet won that short track nationals that no, year. Kirk, I didn't race there that weekend. Or you were just there. We to we watch. did we did the live broadcast of the uh, USST Super Truck Series. Remember that? That's it. You weren't racing there, but you I were wasn't doing a racing live there. But we did the live broadcast okay. of the truck races there that weekend. I remember you were not with Scotty and me at Little Rock that year. Didn't you? Didn't you travel with Scotty down to uh, Texas one time? No, I don't think so. You sure? I think I've only been with Scotty just that trip to Little Rock that one time. And yeah, we as a matter of fact, now that you mention it, you we went and down Trenton, to Devil's Bowl you, Speedway. Trenton and Scotty went down there. We went down to Devil's Bowl Speedway. And because uh, Scotty and I went to the JFK, uh, the sixth floor, and we got in a big argument about, uh, you know, who shot JFK. I remember that. And you, you still say there was only one shooter, right? <laughs> Yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. He's hit, the only the guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was down there with you yeah. that weekend. Yeah, we were all and, hanging out. And remember, I, Speedway. I, I, I said I didn't want to go with you guys. Right. Remember? <laughs> I didn't want to have to go around. and. Yeah, we had a good time down there that weekend. Yeah, you and Scotty still argue about that a little bit. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, we, I, di- I didn't travel much up and down the road with you guys. I didn't go to any of those trips out to the Pacific Northwest with you. Uh, you should have. 
Those are the best trips. I was back here trying to make sure everything was running on this end. Yeah. You spent a lot of time in this. So you were gone for about a month on those trips. I couldn't just take off from home and be gone a month with you guys out there. You you could have just come up there and hung out with us, though. Yeah, I guess for a little bit, flown up there. You had a good time going to those trips up there in Skagit Speedway and Grays Harbor, and we went to Cottage Grove, Montana. We went to Willamette. Yeah, went to um, Great Falls, Montana. We went to where else did we go up there? South Dakota. South Dakota. Black Hills. Black Hills Speedway. Wyoming. Yeah. You went to, where was that, Gillette Speedway? We went to Gillette. Boy, what a shit show that was. <laughs> that, that that show was so bad at Gillette. They didn't even put water on the racetrack till about 4 o'clock. Yeah, that's probably not going to be a good good track when you wait till late in the day to start watering the track. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. Um, We'll be back with more in a moment. Stay tuned. Again, all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. We can't thank them enough for being a part of this show. We hope that they stay on board with us. Man, we're we're digging. We're trying to... We're trying to get them to stay on board with us, and, man, I hope they do. Um, you know, a lot of things up in the air over there at uh, Lucas Oil Products right now. So um, hopefully they'll stay on board with us, and we'll be able to continue to do this show next year right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. 
Spirit Specialty Sportswear in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill, Kirk Elliott hanging out with us as well. Want to remind everybody about the uh, the raffle going on with the 2023 Z06 Corvette that's uh, got the Z07 performance package on it. Um, they're going to be giving this car away up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. And remember, folks, all the proceeds from this raffle go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. This car, just so you know, has 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. Again, as we've told you every day here on Mostly Motorsports, this car goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. Could you imagine that, Kirk, going from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds? Set you back in the seat, wouldn't it? That's going to set you back in the seat. It's got an 8-speed uh, transmission as well. Um, at 8,600 RPMs, it's creating 670 horsepower. This car 
has a lot of uh, uh, racing um, things on it. It's got the, uh, the the larger tires, larger wheels. It's got big brakes on it. It's got an aero package on it. Again, this is a Z06 with the Z07 performance package on it, Kurt. Didn't Bob Baker say the other day that's an act, that's a race car? It, it, it is basically a, a street legal race car. Yeah. Is what it is. How would you like to have one of those, Kurt? Are we going to buy some more tickets? Sure. Let's buy a couple hundred. And, and, it, and if you use that promo code, uh, I believe that you get 20% off. Um, you use the promo code PROMO20, and you'll get 20% more tickets if you use the promo code PROMO20. And you can do that at winnaz06corvette.com. That's winnaz06corvette.com. Now, that, it, you can take the buyout if you'd like. That's $75,000. But why would you do that when the car is worth $100,000? Oh, yeah, I'd take the car. Take the car, sell the car, get the $100,000 out of it, and take the $25,000 they're going to give you on top of that as well. I'd want to drive the car around a little bit before I sold it. though. Or can you do that? I, me, or should you not do that? Me personally, I'm going to keep the car. I wouldn't get, yeah. rid, I wouldn't get rid of it. There's no way there I would go. get rid of it. And that drawing is next August, by the way. So uh, that is going to be a Saturday, August nineteenth, two thousand twenty-three. And that's the week after the Knoxville Nationals. That's kind of weird, isn't it? They're, so they're extending that out an extra week. Yeah, after the Nationals. Right. Right. Okay. And, and don't forget also that they're going to be giving away a complete race-ready four ten sprint car as well. That's coming up pretty quick here, Kirk. That's Mid- Friday, December 16th. Yeah, and that's going to be a big day, too. As Bob pointed out the other day, that's also the day they're going to announce the new inductees for the Hall of Fame for 2023 that day. Oh, that's right. He did say that, didn't he? That's going to be a big day, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, again, this is a complete 410 sprint car. It's a 2022 X chassis. And um, again, you might want to do your show from up there that day. You know, I might want to do that. That's not a bad idea, Kirk. Yeah, just yeah, like you yeah. do from the Nationals. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be giving away again on December 16th. That's Friday, December 16th. Um, and if you don't like giving your information online, which I know a lot of people are like that, Kirk, right? Older people do not like giving their credit card information online. And if you'd like to be able to uh, just call in and give your information to the people up there at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, you can do so at 641-842-6176. That's 641-842-6176. And if you're comfortable giving your information online as well, you can do that at SprintCarRaffle.com. That's SprintCarRaffle.com. And, uh, again, if you want to have a chance to win, the 2023 Z06 uh, Corvette with the Z07 performance package on it. You can do that at winaz06corvette.com as well. All right, Kirk, what are you going to do this weekend? Uh, probably watch a little football, watch a little racing. Who are you guys Can't playing? Who, hang out. Who are you playing this weekend? The Cowboys, Oklahoma State. The Cowpokes, 2.30 tomorrow. 
Cyclones what, and the Cowboys. What are the odds of you winning that game? I don't know. Oklahoma State, they're on a two-game losing streak right now, so they're going to be angry coming back home. And, you know, we broke that five-game losing streak last week against West Virginia. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to win down there, I'm afraid. Yeah. I don't know. Hope we got a shot at it. But, yeah, I, I just got to believe that uh, Oklahoma State's going to be uh, an angry team tomorrow. Tammy, thank you so much for your kind words there. She said, you certainly promote Lucas Oil well. In my humble opinion, Mostly Motorsports is a great ambassador for their their products. They got great products, too, by the way. Uh, absolutely great products. And and I just hope that they stay on with us. Uh, there's a lot going on over there at Lucas Oil right now. A lot of internal things happening right now. Well, it's, I mean, it's but the, the, just... the good news is, yeah. though, Kirk, that they're internally they're still talking about doing our show yeah i mean it's not uh it's not what you might think in a lot of internal things over there no they're just kind of looking at a lot of different things and how they go forward right and uh, we just hope that we're included in all that yeah. that's all yeah um tammy also chimes in she says uh, one final 410 race of the year in central pa tomorrow at baps speedway weather permitting what's the weather like up there tammy is it, is it going to be good or bad tomorrow? You know, there's a lot of that hurricane weather going on out there. Yeah, that hurricane just rolled through Florida and up through. It did some damage at Daytona, did it? I was looking at the beach at Daytona. And I didn't like what I saw. No. Uh, I, I wonder if your old place that you used to stay at down there is still, still there. The sea dip. Yeah, is it? I'm, the, the old C-dip is not. After the pictures that I saw yesterday, it, it, I hope it, it's still it, there. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. You know, Kirk, I think I might want to go down to the, uh, I, I, I might just want to go down and go to um, the Snowball Derby this year. That'd be a great event to go to. You've been down there before. J.J. and I went down there one year. What year was that that we I went down there? Do you remember? I know you've been there. Yeah. I'd like to go to that sometime. That's oh, a man, huge it's, event. It's a great event. Pensacola, Florida, Five Flags Speedway. That's first weekend in December. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to go down there as well. great show. Yeah. Um, Austin, have you ever been down to the Snowball Derby before? No, that sounds like the same week as PRI, so not. Oh, can't, can't PRI, PRI that same week? Is it the same? I, I thought maybe it'd be after that. I thought it was the week after. Maybe not. When is the PRI show, Kirk? Can you look that up for me real quick? PRI show. Find out when that you is. You going to the be. PRI show this year, Austin? Yes. Uh, you know, you got to go to the PRI show. The one time I tried to go to the PRI show, I broke my arm and had to fly back home and never got to go to the show. Let me tell you a little story about 2015. That. So I, I show up, I, I, I drive. December 8th and 10th, by the way. December 8th and 10th. That would be after the snowball, I think. Let me check the dates on the snowball derby. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell the so story. anyway, so Kirk Elliott, he flies in, and I show up, and Kirk says, I got a problem. I said, what's that? I fell down out in the street. I think my arm's broken. And so I, I'm sitting there, and Kirk's down in his room, and he 
he really doesn't want to go to the hospital. And so finally, I talk you into going, what was it, about midnight we ended up going to the hospital? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't get any better. It wasn't getting any better. And when we got to the hospital, we were there till about 6 in the morning, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. So they put a split on it. And, and then you flew home. I went right to the airport and flew home. Yeah. Never got to see the PRI show. Never did see it. <laughs> well, I was walking across the street. You were driving to get there. We were going to meet up. And I was hungry, and I decided to walk across the street to we're, we're, uh, a Waffle House. <laughs> and I tripped over a curb and fell down and broke my arm. That's what happened. Does your arm give you any uh, no. pain now? It's all good. It's all I, good. I remember the chili bowl Did that year. Did you break year. your arm was, or your wrist? No, it was arm. It had my left arm. Had a splint on it all the way through the chili bowl. <laughs> or the, a cast. Actually, they oh, put a cast on it after I got right. back to Kansas City. Yeah. And That's then right. I had to. Ha- I I remember us at the, <laughs> we were at the Chili Bowl that year, and I had it on throughout that whole deal. Yeah. Um. T- Tammy says the rain should clear out. It's been rainy and gloomy today, so hopefully uh, they'll be able to get that race in at Baps Snowball Derby. It's the fifty-fifth annual Snowball Derby, December first, second, third, and fourth. So, so the PRI show would be after, after the Snowball Derby, the weekend after the Snowball Derby. So maybe I'll drive down to the Snowball Derby and then drive back to the PRI show. You could do that. I might do that. That might not be a bad idea. You've done that sort of thing before. I, I'm, I'm not afraid of driving. Did you know that, Kurt? No. <laughs> You've been all over the country coast to coast i've been everywhere you've even driven in downtown manhattan new york with the race i've got pictures of it i've got pictures of of the truck on times square don't i did do you know i got a picture of the yeah i've seen the pictures yeah yeah (laughs) that was a great time in new york parking is uh quite expensive in new york city 75 dollars a day Yeah. yeah and they charge you for an oversized vehicle because I had a and pickup they, truck. So it was more than seven. It was at 75 or it was more than that? $75 a day to park in a parking lot in downtown New York City. 75 day. And, and it was the oversized vehicle charge. Several well. years, you'd be, uh, you'd be down to Florida in February, and you'd make two trips out to California, one out to Arizona and back, and then the Pacific Northwest. And then New York. And then to Pennsylvania. We would always go to New York City yeah. when we were there. That was always good. So you uh, you traveled all over the place. Austin, you ever been to New York City? No. Listen, it, 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 I recommend it to anybody to go to New York City at you've least You've never once. been to a city until you've been to New York City. Have you been there, Kurt? Yeah. Yeah? Did you walk around downtown? Sure. What'd you think? I was of there it? in 2008. The first time I went there was 1973, and what I remember the most is every taxi cab on the street looked they were wrecked. They were all <laughs> they were all beat up and wrecked. Every taxi cab on the street. Well, let me that's t- what I remember. Let me just about. tell you something. Those taxi cab drivers didn't have anything on me. You ask Scotty Cook. I'd get in there and root him right out of the way. In yeah. the old pickup truck. They didn't want anything to do with the old Racing Boys pickup truck. It said Racing Boys down the side of it. They weren't. They right. didn't want anything to do with it. 
So, well, it you know uh, you go downtown Kansas City or several downtowns, you see a few skyscrapers around. Yeah, that's pretty minor stuff. If you go to New York City, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, about the it. the skyscrapers are miles and miles and miles. That's how big that city is. The city never ends. Wouldn't want to live there. You wouldn't? It's kind of cool to visit there once, but I wouldn't want to live there. I don't know if I want to live there either. No. No. All right. Not for me. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow morning, Kirk and I are going to be on Track Talk. It's on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Uh, It starts at 8 a.m. Central Time. And we hope that you'll join us. We know that we got a lot of our listeners that uh, listen to us during the week here on Mostly Motorsports that chime in and listen to us on Saturday morning as well. Kirk, we've been doing that a long time. What what am I going to do? Are are you going to continue to do track talk? You don't know yet, do you? Have you made up your mind yet? It's fun to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll I'll be around. You're not going anywhere. It, 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 how's the how's the farmhouse coming? Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're starting to furnish the furnish the house, and we've got uh, starting to get things set up. So, so you're yeah, going to have two homes it. now, aren't you? Well, kind of, a couple different places to go to. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking so, forward to it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet you are. I'm going to get my fishing rod back. I haven't fished since I was in high school. And so you still um, know how to fish? I'm gonna, yeah, I think so. Are you afraid to fish the hook out? Forty five years, but I'm gonna go back to fishing. Do you got a pond up there on their property? Yeah. Right out back. Is it stocked? Yes. It is? I fished there as a kid. I and might it's have, still there. I might have to come up there and go <laughs> fishing with you one time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you were a fisherman. Well, don't you know that I had a lake out behind my house over there in Liberty? And you fished. I fished on that I all the time. Know. See, I don't know everything about you like yeah. I thought I did. Yeah, yeah. I fished there a lot. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, Track Talk with the Racing Boys. It starts at 8 a.m. Central Time. It's going to be Kirk and I, along with Austin O'Neill and Todd Surprise. Um, that's all starts tomorrow at 8 a.m. And it is brought to you by Lucas Oil Products as well. It works. For Austin O'Neill, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow morning on Track Talk. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. 
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works.